Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Sowing Hope. I'm Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you. Thank you so very much for uh, tuning in and being a part of our program each and every week. Know that you can find us on uh, anywhere podcasts are found and also on YouTube live each and every uh, week at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the Patchwork Heart Ministry website. You might hear my son in the background on today's show. Uh, He's rather excited to do his radio debut uh, as I'm joined by uh, as always, and DeSantis as well. Yeah, it's great to be here, Bill. And uh, and hello, Elvin. <laughs> as, as you said, he made his debut. And, uh, and we have a wonderful show uh, to talk about on our series, How to Grow in Faith. And this one is episode number eight. And we're going to talk about outreach to the marginalized. And it's, it's a good topic, I think, because we there are so many facets for all of us in growing in our faith. I mean, Bill and I, during this series, we've talked about reading scripture. We've talked about attending mass. We've talked about the sacrament of confession. We've talked about, you know, the virtues. And so this one, we're going to dedicate to making that outreach to the marginalized, which is something that is really all over Holy Scripture. 
isn't it, Bill? Yes, absolutely. It is all over Holy Scripture, and it's something that I think we really need to uh, focus in on for our um, Catholic ministry. Like, you know, that's something that is essential to our ministry. I know you and I did uh, a big series um, on uh, different different ways we can uh, not only grow in faith, but we did another series on the uh, corporal and spiritual works of mercy, and uh, one of those we, we talked about was, you know, uh, feeding the, you know, hungry, clothing, the naked, you know, all of those things that are so important, the beatitudes, right? We did that whole beatitudes, uh, series. And so we do encourage people to go back and listen to that. But, um, you know, one of the things that we also, I think have to focus in on too, is those people who are marginalized. And, uh, as, as you sent me a text message today, and that said, today's one of my favorite days, by the way, we're recording this, uh, episode on the feast of uh, St. Francis, but uh, it just so happens that the parable of the Good Samaritan also lines up for today's readings, right? Uh, so that's pretty cool. And it really is all about the marginalized, right? So uh, that's another aspect of how we can, you know, really reach out to those people who maybe not be considered our, our friends or within our circle. Um, and so, and so, yeah, this is all over Holy Scripture. And it's something that I think we really need to focus in on in our Catholic ministries uh, to reach out to people and do our best to, you know, serve them. Yeah, doing our best to serve them. And thanks for bringing that up, because I think we all have a favorite saint and and I have a few. But really, I'd say my first favorite saint is St. Francis of Assisi, because, you know, he's he's the saint of peace. He is the saint of giving ourselves to others. And that's exactly what he did. And I, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm, I would like to read the, the, the one piece that everyone knows, and it's also a Catholic hymn, is making me an instrument of your peace. And I just want to read that because I think there's a lot to learn when it comes to the outreach to the marginalized. He says, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there's hatred, let me sow love. Where there's injury, pardon. Where there's error, the truth. Where there's doubt, faith where there's despair, hope, where there's darkness, light, and where there's sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I shall not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we're pardoned, and in dying to ourselves that we're born to eternal life. So we're actually taping this the day before it's aired. It's aired tomorrow, October 5th. But today is the fourth and the reading, as Bill said, for the gospel, which I was pleasantly surprised when I read that is the uh, parable of the um, Good Samaritan. And I won't read the whole thing, but toward the end of the parable itself, uh, Jesus asks um, the man uh, or excuse me, um, toward the end of the parable, it says, that if you spend more than I give you, I shall repay you back. Uh, which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the victim? And uh, you might recall that the priest and Levite walked by the Samaritan and left him there, left him in, in despair without help. And his, Jesus' answer is the one who treated him with mercy. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to walk away from people that we know and we see who are in trouble and need help. 
Now that I know we can't help everyone, right? We can't help every single person that we see, but we certainly can help the people that we know and that we don't want to walk by, do we? We don't want to walk by someone who is in trouble and who is without support. That's what I, to me, that's my definition of marginalized. There's lots of definitions, but to me, marginalized is a person who does not have the love and support that they deserve, mm. right? Everyone deserves to have love and support, everybody. Yeah. Oh. And, um, and so to me, in, in my opinion, that's what Lord, the Lord, how he's speaking to all of us. That do you know someone? Is it somebody in your home? Is it somebody in your neighborhood? Is it somebody in your workplace? Is it someone at church? It could be somebody that you see at daily mass or Sunday mass who doesn't have the love and the support that they deserve. And so, uh, Bill, I just want to thank you that we're able to host this on this very day of the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah, you know, being able to record on, you know, that um, feast day certainly embodies that uh, parable. And, you know, one of the incredible things about, uh, you know, what you were talking about, too, about, you know, reaching those who don't have their love and support um, th that they need uh, is so broad, right? Like, we know people in every walk of life. We know people in our workplace. We know people um, outside of our, uh, you know, immediate family circles. We know people inside of them, too. But the reality is, is that we as Catholics and Christians have to, um, you know, encounter the people, right? In, in, encounter the people that come along our path, right? Just like the Good Samaritan, right? So, so, so while, while you mentioned, right, like we can't help everybody, like we cannot help each person in the world, but God puts people along our path, quite literally like the Good Samaritan, and it's our job not to walk by them, right? So in your workplace, in your, uh, you know, daily life. I mean, you know, in, in my job right now, right, being an Uber driver, I get to have a lot of people come across my path that are from all different walks of life, from all different religions, all different, uh, you know, all different areas of, of that walk in life. And so what are we to do? We're to minister to them in their brokenness, in their marginalization, in the moment that, that we're given with them. Right. And I mean, you know, the Good Samaritan, think about it. He wasn't called. God didn't call the Good Samaritan to have a lifetime relationship with this person. Right. He was called to help him in his moment of need. Now, the, you know, we, we often, you know, think that if I help this person, man, they're going to bog down my life or I'm called in to have this, you know, long lifetime relationship. But that's not the case in the majority. We're, we're called to help them in that moment. Right now, if you've got a family member or something that's that's going through a different difficult time and things like that, then, yes, we are, you know, maybe that's a lifetime relationship. But the reality is that most of the time, if we just help the people along the path that we are walking along, then, you know, God is going to, you know, bless us and bless them because they're going to end up going out and serving and blessing the world, too. So, uh, you know, because they've been ministered to. So. Uh, those are just some of my thoughts. I think you're right on, Ann. Yeah, thank you so much, Bill. And um, and you know, Bill, that I wrote a book on this very topic. And I just want to mention that because um, 
it's something that really came into my own life and into my own um, thoughts as to what can I do? What can I do to make a difference? And this idea of the book, Love and Care for the Marginalized, 40 Meditations, Spiritual Outreach Reflections for Catholics. And for anybody, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you want to check it out, you can just go to my website. I have a whole page dedicated to the book at andesantis.com. But the idea of, of it is, is that when we think of the marginalized, as I said, we think of people like the homeless. We think of people like a person who's been rejected by society for one reason or another. And of course, we, we want to make outreach to them. That is so important. But I really believe that people are in our lives every single day that we don't realize that they're marginalized. We don't realize that they don't have a voice and that they don't have that love and the support that they deserve. And I think the ending part of that is very important, deserve. You know, all of us are loved by God, no matter who you are, no matter what race, religion, sexual orientation, whoever you are, we all deserve to be loved and appreciated by God, and we are. But the key thing is, is that not just by God, we know God loves them, right? We do. We know God loves them. We have to love them. So it's not so much that God doesn't love them. We know that. But they feel God's love through us. And so I think that really has to be uh, brought out. I know that one time, and I've heard this more than once, is that once you know how much God loves you, that your life can change. That's true. I believe that. I believe that that is true. When I was going through a rough time, I never had any doubt that God loved me. I had no doubt that God loved me. My problem is, was not with God. Yeah. My problem was with people. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know, Bill, oh, if you have anything to say about that. No, it, it wasn't about does. God. Yeah. And and that's just it. You know, I think a lot of people feel marginalized from some really bad, you know, places that they shouldn't feel marginalized from, like the church. You know, uh, it, it, it's not the people uh, or it's not God that's a problem. It's it, it's the people that that unfortunately go out of their way to harm others right and 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 people don't realize especially in the church how much harm it truly does to souls uh when they come looking for something they come looking for god and they find a community that doesn't love them doesn't love them the way god loves them and that's just crazy like how can our communities you know claim to be Catholic and claim to be, um, how do I want to put it? Just how can they claim to be a loving, supporting community when they don't necessarily show that love? And I think, and you know, you're right on about okay, we are God's hands and feet. We have to be the ones that show them that love. We have to be the ones that do the actions. Like again, the Good Samaritan had to carry this man on his own horse to his destination uh, to an end, like on his way to his destination. We have to be, you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't have hands and feet, <laughs> you know, that, you know, and, and Jesus right now is reigning on high with God in heaven. That's where he is. Right. And he's looking down and he sent his Holy Spirit to come and, fuf- and, 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 and fulfill his mission on earth through whom, through you and me. And so when, when, when you encounter and you see somebody being mistreated, 
um, and and I know, Anne, you've dealt with this. I've dealt with this in parish life, right? Like within my own parishes, I have felt, you know, like I have not been listened to. I felt like I've not been heard. Uh, my, my, my ideas were not valued because of my age and there, there, you know, as a young 20 something year old person, people just go, Oh, those, those are bad ideas just because he's 20. Like, you know, that is just plain old wrong. And, and we have to open our hearts to the Holy spirit to say, you know what, maybe this person has more wisdom. Maybe he's put here for a reason to to do something here to help these people and yeah it might not be the way we've done things for 35 years at this parish or in this ministry right i think i think that's one of the big things that marginalizes a lot of people within the church is that god is calling them you know to something fresh through this person something new through this person and they just say oh well no because that's not how we do it here (laughs) And, and that doesn't work um and so we have to be the voice of god that says you know what no I think this person has something of value. This person can share with us, you know, stop putting them on the side, stop putting them on the sidelines, allow them in to share their ideas. Uh, And I think that's one thing that both we do really well at our ministries is that we listen to people uh, that, that have different viewpoints and different ideas. uh, And we always bring people into the conversation, not excluding them from it. Um, You know, I, I I know both St. Raymond and Otis foundation and patchwork art ministry really, conscientiously try to do that because i think both of us have had our fair share of of people doing that to us (laughs) yes yeah bill thank you and i just want to say to you that um i so value all that you give and and i want to say not just to you bill which i am but to anybody listening who hasn't gotten the love and the support that they deserve and that like i said in my opinion, that, that's what it means to be marginalized. It's not necessarily someone who's materially poor, although many times they, they could be, uh, but it's someone who doesn't have that support. And, and we know that even in the Catholic world and in Catholic life, unfortunately, that sometimes you see that. And people will say, as I, I'm going to repeat it again, that once you know the love of God, that everything changes. Well, that's true. But just remember that we have to do our part, too. And I think Bill made a good point. When it comes to valuing, letting letting know people that they're valued and appreciated is is such an important part of who we are as Catholics and what we do and how we let people know that they're cared about. And with that said, I do want to read a little bit more of that particular gospel that's from today, from October 4th, from the parable of the Good Samaritan. And halfway through this reading, it says that because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And Reading the story here, Jesus replied, a man fell victim to robbers. He went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped him and beat him, went off, leaving him half dead. A priest who happened to be going down the road uh, saw him and he passed on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levi came to the place and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim poured oil and wine over his wounds and bandaged them. And then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, take care of him. If you spend more than I've given you, I shall repay you. Wait back, which of these three in your opinion was neighbor to the victim 
robber's victim, as I read this already before, he answered the one who treated him with mercy. And I repeating again, Jesus said, go and do likewise. Now, I think this is a good thing for us to unpack a little bit because two people walked by. Okay, let's examine. Jesus chose this parable to teach us something, I think, didn't he? A priest. Now, we know that the priest in that time wasn't a so-called Catholic priest, right? Because there wasn't so much, the Catholic church wasn't formed yet, but he was a priest and a Levite, but they were highly religious people, right? right? How many times have we seen in the church, and I hate to say this because I want to bring this out on this podcast because we've discussed it before. I myself have experienced this, that sometimes highly religious people can walk by a victim, someone who does not have that love and support that they deserve. The church is not a place for bullying. The church is not a place for gossip. The church is not a place for pushing away people. It is a place of acceptance. It is a place of love. It is a place of welcoming. And it shouldn't be a place, as I said, I'm going to repeat it again, of bullying. You know, we don't walk by people who raise up their hand and say, I need help. Okay, we're there, we should be there to support them both spiritually in any way we can. When you say to somebody, I'll pray for you, right? Praying is good, but also don't give up on that person. You know, I remember when I went through one of the hardest times of my life, I had some very good people, very good people, religious minded people say, I'll pray for you. And you know what? Those prayers did a lot. But at the same time, I lost their friendship because one person said to me, I want to wait and wait until your life gets back in order. And then I know God's going to help you and work it out. You know what? God did do that. But those people were never a part of my life again after that. And, And that was saddening to me. And I'm not blaming anybody. But at the same time, I just want to say on this podcast, that we are there not to walk by like the priest and the Levite. Even if that priest and Levite said a quote, a prayer for that person, that person needed help, right? So we don't, we want to be, as Bill said, the hands and the feet. We don't want to just offer that little Hail Mary, which sometimes that's all we can do. But if we have the ability to help them in some way, even if it's just to give them a call, hey, how are you doing? Or give them a smile or don't walk by them when you see them at church or some other place, wherever you run into them. Don't make them feel like an alien in their own place of worship or some other other place. Does that make sense, Bill? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I I, I think uh, there's another aspect of this story that's a little bit hidden as well. Um, the, the, the very fact that... Um, the Samaritan's day was probably disrupted, right? The guy that was on his way to another place, his day was disrupted. And if, and if you think that you're not going to have to go out of your way, I think a lot of times we say out of your way, you know, we hear, hear that phrase a lot. I, you know, I, I'll go out of my way for you. Well, will you go out of, the, out of your way for the marginalized? If it doesn't disrupt your day, then you know you're not actually doing the the real service god is calling you to do like like this this has to shake you 
right? This has to disrupt your day. It has to say, you know what? These were the plans that I had, but these are the plans that God had. And maybe, just maybe, you know, what he intends for you to do is not what is going to be comfortable for you, right? Um, But, but, and, and that's hard and that's hard, but he is giving you the tools and the ability uh, and, and the call he's calling you to go out of your way. So will you go out of your way for the marginalized? Because again, um, the Samaritan did that. He also did something uh, that I think we often miss as well, where he tells the innkeeper, which I know you've read a couple of times and where he says, if you have spent more than I have given you, I will repay you on your way back. Well, that or on my way back. Well, that right there is an act of justice, right? So, so it's not that God wants to uh, leave anybody out or, or short, right? Like, like, like God isn't going to leave anybody short who in, in, in helping other people, he is never going to leave you, you know, in a worse off position for helping somebody. Right. And, and that is a beautiful, um, you know, thing to remember that if you give without reserve, what is, what's going to happen? I will repay you on my way back. Like <laughs> That's really, really important for us to remember that, you know, just because it disrupts your day doesn't mean, or, you know, reroute something doesn't mean that you're not going to get um, God's justice in that situation. So just something to um, keep in mind that, yes, it needs to shake you, but God's not going to leave you with nothing yourself because you have given greatly. Amen. Oh, I love how you said that, Bill. It's so true. I mean, when we give of ourselves in some small way, it doesn't have to be huge. I'm going to give an example of one way I think we can all um, make a little sacrifice for people. Now, I'm not saying that you need to do this all day long because let's face it, we, we work, we're busy, we do things. But I think the openness to the Holy Spirit, like if somebody contacts me and they say, Anne, uh, I, I, can I talk to you? Or they text with me or they ask me a question. I have a choice. You know, I can say, well, you know, I can talk to you two weeks from now at 2 p.m. And sometimes that happens, right? We have to schedule. It does happen. But that openness to say, yeah, I have a few minutes. You know, I, I can listen to what you have to say and, and, and give them a little bit of my time. As Bill said, just a little bit of your time. It doesn't take that long. It really doesn't. And when you also put the needs of other people before your own. Now, like I said, I know there's things that we have to do. You know, I happen to have a job. So every day I do have to get so much in during during my work day and make sure I put those hours in. And so I want to be fair to my employer, to the St. Raymond Anatas Foundation and the people that I work for and paying me. But we also want to keep our hearts open to people who need us, people who are marginalized. I've said this before, and Bill, I think you would agree with this. If we were to see a movie of some of the things that people have been through in their lives, we would never, ever treat them the same way as far as the vice that comes into our lives, the, the, the anger, the hostility, the, the, the mean words that people say to one another. I know I experienced that one time in my life, the mean words that people can say. When I say one time in my life, it was that someone, um, and I forgive that person, but someone who never apologized 
for, for saying something that was really uncalled for in the church. It was uncalled for. And I think that when we, we realize that, that the, what, the words that we say, the way that we treat people, it makes a difference. Kindness counts. It really does. You know, we have, there's no reason to treat somebody like dirt. There's absolutely no reason. You know, we could have treated somebody like dirt years ago. And that person might say, I remember when Ann said this to me, uh, if there's anybody listening to this right now that feels that way, I want to say right now publicly that I apologize to anyone that I've ever offended or hurt because you know what? It's not about that. It's about being a good person. It really is. We can follow all the rules of the church, just like we read in that parable. A priest and a Levite certainly are good, upstanding people in the church, right? In, in terms of that, that gospel reading. But what, it, what, what this gospel reading is telling us is that kindness counts. The way you treat someone matters, okay? And I want to say that to anyone listening right now, that think about the way you treat human beings in your daily life. Think about the way you raise your voice or the way that you talk about people or bully people or are or, or nasty to people or the way you discuss other people's business behind their back. It's all bad stuff. And you know what? I'm going to bring it out here right on the podcast. It is a sin, right? We need to recognize that as a sin. It's sinful to treat people like that. So thank you, Bill, for this opportunity to talk about this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ann. And, uh, you know, thank you for uh, today and and being with with us and and, uh, you know, working just like like we always do on this podcast to, uh, you know, to share and to sow hope and to say, hey, you know, you need to be able to do these things in order to live a and grow in faith, which is what we're doing, right? That's the series we're going through right now. So, you know, growing in faith, this is essential for you to grow in faith. It's, it's treating those people who are on the margins, um, you know, well, and, and serving and ministering to them, uh, not just ministering to the, and preaching to the choir, right? Uh, you know, we, you know, we can't just preach to the choir, but, uh, and I want to thank you, uh, so much for your time. And this has been such a great episode. And I know that uh, we'll have many more, uh, to come. We got at least two more in this series. Uh, to do uh, 10 ways to grow in faith. Uh, but uh, no, thank you so much for spending this time and really delving into this topic because I know it's one close to your heart and it's close to my heart. So thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, I'm Bill Snyder. Until next time, keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.
Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278.